Welcome back to the Trucker CFO Podcast, and thanks for connecting with us for our special series that is serving as an audio companion to the release of our first ebook, The Trucker CFO's Guide to Tax Season. For the 2023 edition of the Tax Guide, we've placed links to podcasts throughout the ebook. We wanted to take this opportunity to also share those recordings with our podcast audience, giving you a platform to access the audio content that we're featuring within the ebook. At the conclusion of this podcast, we'll share the details on how you can get your free download of the Trucker CFO's Guide to Tax Season. Now let's take you to your selected topic of interest and our Q&A session with the Trucker CFO, Colton Lawrence. We're going to be talking about tips to become an owner-operator. And Colton, it is so important to get off to a good start if you're going to choose to become an owner-operator. Yeah, Greg, we're going to be talking today about some of the tips to becoming an owner-operator and many of the important decisions that they will make as they move into this exciting time of their life. Let's start a little bit at the top, at the beginning. So how important is it to have a plan? We talk all the time with our clients about the importance of having a plan. There are so many things that they have to know and be aware of upfront before they just jump into this head first. Things such as where they're going to drive, are they going to be local, are they going to be over the road, the type of equipment that they want to drive, such as a tractor, straight truck, cargo van, type of freight that they want to haul. There's so many things that they need to be thinking about and have on their minds as they jump into this venture. And unfortunately, too many folks They come into these positions as owner-operators just kind of off the cuff, not really thinking about the fact that they are small businesses and that there's a lot that goes along with that. So having a plan is very, very important. And Colton, having a plan goes even deeper than the equipment, doesn't it? It does. They need to know going into this what their goals are. How much money do they want or need to make? What is their family situation? Can they be gone for weeks and months at a time or do they need to be home every single night? All of those kinds of factors weigh into and will help determine the answers to decisions that they need to make out of the gate. Understanding that and understanding the type of equipment that they have, these are all things that we're going to talk about and get into more detail. But again, having this plan out of the gate, understanding the plan and knowing how those decisions are going to impact the long-term success of their business is important to have as they jump into this venture. And when we talk about becoming an owner-operator, what you've talked about right here at the top is if you are getting into the trucking industry, of course, there are going to be some folks who have been company drivers who have had that experience that are now looking to take that next step. Can you talk about that a little bit here at the top as well? Yeah, it's great to have that experience under their belts of being a company driver. That will have provided them the knowledge and the wherewithal in terms of operating that truck, Perhaps they spent some time managing their fuel expense and they've got some level of understanding of just how that truck works. But there's a big jump from being a company driver to going into the owner operator seat where all of a sudden they are responsible for sourcing their own freight, where they're responsible for managing all of their expenses and understanding the tax implications of that change from being a company driver to an owner operator. And we're gonna talk in more detail throughout this podcast of how that change will impact them and what they need to understand to make that transition from being a company driver to becoming an owner operator. And we're also gonna talk about becoming an owner operator when you've never had any of this experience at all. Let's start right there. Let's talk about that person who has no experience in the trucking industry. They've looked at it, they've studied it, they're thinking, 
hey, that looks like something that I might want to do. Maybe they were in a white collar job. Maybe they were in a blue collar job. It really doesn't matter as long as they are interested in the trucking industry. But one of the things that folks have to do is really do the research on it up front. You mentioned a little bit about it up top, about the equipment, but there's also looking at the different kinds of opportunities that are in the trucking industry. Whether you're gonna do dry van or refrigerated or specialized, whether you're gonna work in the expedited area and do hotshot operations, there's so much to look at and to research before you take that first step and that first step is getting the CDL, of course, right? It may very well be getting your CDL. Now, keep in mind, not all operations are going to require you to have that CDL, but most will. And as we explore that, there's really three main places that you can go to obtain a commercial driver's license. You've got your private trucking schools, public trucking schools, and then you've got motor carrier trucking schools. And there are pros and cons to all. When we speak about the private trucking schools, Oftentimes, they're going to be your most expensive option, but on the positive side, you're going to get through those operations really quick. You're going to have more one-on-one -on -one instruction and generally better equipment that you're going to be training on with those private trucking schools. On the public side, oftentimes, these are going to be offered through local community colleges. In those situations, they are less expensive, but they do take a longer period of time. It's going to take many more weeks than what you'll see with the private trucking schools. And then you have your motor carrier trucking schools. On the positive side there, you're going to get through those pretty quick. They're going to be relatively inexpensive, if not free. But on the flip side, with the motor carrier trucking schools, you're going to be required to sign a contract that has you driving for some period of time for that motor carrier as potentially an independent contractor or a company driver with that motor carrier. So Colton, what I want to do right now is let's say that I'm the person who's looking at this. I'm the person who's looking to become an owner operator and I've chosen a school, I've gone through it, now I've got my CDL because I've chosen to drive a class eight tractor, I need that CDL. Now I'm looking at, should I buy a truck? Should I do a lease purchase? Should I buy new? Should I buy used? Talk to us about that if you can. You just hit on the two primary considerations when it comes to getting a truck, whether that be a tractor, a straight truck, cargo van, there's all kinds of different equipment that these individuals might be driving, whether to buy or lease and whether to get new or used are the two primary considerations. Looking at buying versus leasing, there are cost considerations, there are tax considerations, and we'll get into some of that a little bit later with our discussion on taxes. In general, if they lease a truck, they need to make sure they understand whether it's an operating lease or a capital lease, and they need to understand if at the end of that lease, there is a buyout option or if they have to turn that truck in. And oftentimes this is in the fine print. So they need to be very careful about reviewing the contract that they are signing so that they know walking away if that truck is going to be theirs at the end of that lease. We have seen instances where people thought they were going to have that truck. The lease came to maturity and they had to turn that truck in without an option to purchase that truck for a dollar or some other buyout option. In terms of buying, there's a lot of different options out there. You need to make sure that you're going to a reputable finance company or a reputable truck dealership. There are many across the country that are good and there are many more that are bad. Make sure you do your research. Make sure you rely on individuals who have gone through this before. You research the experiences of others. 
Make sure you research the reviews of these companies, get on Google, do Google searches on these companies, and just really look into what other people's experiences have been with these truck dealerships and finance companies so that you know a little bit of what you're getting yourself into and what to look for when you start your interactions with these different companies. Colton, you've given us a lot to think about in terms of the lease purchase, lease and buying and that. So let's talk a little bit also, you mentioned new versus used. Let's talk about that some. The implications there are is if you buy new, obviously you're going to have a really expensive piece of equipment. These new tractors, they can go anywhere from $170,000 to $250,000 and more. When you start looking at the straight trucks and some of these specialized pieces of equipment that are used for, say, expedited freight, those things can run a half million dollars when they're new. You're talking about a very, very expensive piece of equipment, but on the other side, it's a very, very nice piece of equipment. The insides of these are plush. They're very comfortable. And it's something that a lot of people would like to be in. Colton, when we're talking about sticker price, there can be some sticker shock. Yes, new equipment out there can really be jaw dropping in terms of cost versus used equipment. But when you look at it, it's an investment because I know in being around this industry for over 20 years now, the fact that one of the reasons that you get new equipment is that you don't have to fix it as much. The maintenance cost is lower. So that's really kind of a balancing act, right? As we look at new versus used. Absolutely. There's the maintenance associated with the truck. So in your newer trucks, the maintenance is going to be less. Also, your fuel economy is going to be better than a used truck. You've got to weigh these different aspects of new versus used. You've got higher expense, higher monthly payment, lower maintenance, lower fuel costs. You got to weigh all of that out and decide which is best for you. And this goes into having a plan. If you know what you are able to afford, if you know what type of freight you're going to be hauling and the profitability associated with that freight, then that can help you make decisions as to whether you want to buy new or used. Colton, as we talk about this, it all goes back to having that plan because when we're looking at equipment, whether you're going to go with lease purchase and you've read the details, you've read the fine print, you understand what you're getting into, you understand what the end game is, or you're looking at new versus used. You have to have a plan because you gotta know your revenues, you gotta know your expenses, because again, you're not just driving a truck, you're running a small business. We can't stress enough the importance of having that plan and knowing ahead of time what kind of freight you want to haul, what kind of truck you want to buy and drive, all of these things are going to set you up for success, but not planning for them can ultimately result in failure if you haven't done proper planning and made the correct decisions. And one of the key considerations in that plan is how you're going to handle your authority. Are you going to get motor carrier authority by yourself or are you going to lease on to a carrier? Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, this is a very, very important decision because what you're getting at is how, as an owner operator, are you going to source your freight? If you drive under your own authority, there's a lot of administrative aspects to that. There's some additional cost to getting your own authority. And with that, you've got to determine if you're going to use a load board or a brokerage company, if you're going to factor your receivables and what that can mean for cash flow. On the other side, you can make it real easy for yourself by just leasing on with a motor carrier and hauling their freight, but there's less freedom 
doing it that way. So there's all of these implications and decisions that need to be made. And a lot of it comes down to the experience that you have, the plan you're putting together, and how all of that fits into what you ultimately want to accomplish. Again, it's one of those things where you really have to sit down and basically make a pro and con list in what's going to fit you the best. That's right. Knowing the pros and cons of each of these decisions, writing it down on a piece of paper, evaluating it, and see which one you are most comfortable with, and ultimately just going with your gut. You're listening to the Equinox Business Solutions Podcast here on the Podwheels Network. In a moment, we'll get you back to our examination of the most important considerations for becoming an owner-operator. Right now, we'd like to take a moment to talk to you about Equinox Business Solutions. Through its many years of service in working with owner-operators and independent contractors, Equinox Business Solutions has become a trusted resource and a leader in the trucking industry for providing tax, accounting, and business advisory for professional drivers. In today's world, it's crucial to have a trusted resource at your side that has the ability to stay on top of the ever-changing conditions within the trucking industry and within our nation's economy. Now, more than ever before, you need a team of tax, accounting, and business advisory professionals who understand the complexities of the trucking industry. The Equinox Business Solutions team is ready to go to work for you. There's a number of ways you can contact the team at Equinox. We invite you to visit the company's website at equinoxbusiness.com. From the homepage, you can fill out the Get Started form, which will send an email to an Equinox representative. If you would rather email Equinox directly, you can reach out to the company through the following address, info at equinoxbusiness.com. That's info at equinoxbusiness.com. You can also call Equinox toll-free at 1-800-533-4230 and hit option 2 for sales. That toll-free number once again is 1-800-533-4230 and choose option 2. At Equinox Business Solutions, we understand the importance of being able to go from the white lines of the highway to the bottom line of your business. Now let's rejoin our discussion of what to consider when making the move to become an owner-operator on the Equinox Business Solutions podcast. Here's Podwheels Network Executive Producer Greg Thompson and Equinox Business Solutions President and CEO Colton Lawrence. Hello again, everybody, and thanks for making the Equinox Business Solutions Podcast part of your day. I'm Greg Thompson from the Podwheels Network, joined once again by Colton Lawrence, the President and CEO of Equinox Business Solutions. And Colton, as you know, because you've been around this industry for a long time, things continue to change in trucking. There are always new regulations that are coming into play. And one of those is electronic logging, which came into place a couple of years ago. And ELDs are now a consideration for folks who are getting in and becoming owner-operators. As you move along these decisions that you are making, as you get into this business, one of the choices you're going to have to make, perhaps, is a choice of an ELD or electronic logging device. If you chose to go with a motor carrier, you will have less freedom along those lines, and perhaps the motor carrier will provide the ELD for you. But if you go out on your own authority and are sourcing your own loads, an ELD is going to become an important choice that you make. And there are many, many options out there on the market right now. Some are really, really good. Others are really, really bad. And again, it comes down to doing that research, relying on individuals that you trust and that have reviewed these products and used these products. Many ELD providers are offering other ancillary services that will come with the device that they are providing you. Some of them will be free. Others will be services that they have to pay for in addition to the cost of their ELD. But there's a lot of things that they can do for you, such as providing help with 
IFTA and fuel tax. All of the data associated with IFTA and fuel tax is logged and tracked within the ELD. And that is something also that owner operators need to consider as they're jumping in to the owner operator seat is how are they going to manage their fuel tax? How are they going to pay for that? How are they going to submit those tax returns and stay current on their responsibilities? Choosing a good, reputable ELD can help them be successful on that front. IFTA has been around forever, and it sounds like one of the benefits of having the ELD, if you pick the right one, it will help you manage IFTA, which, and again, this is one of those huge considerations for someone who is looking to become an owner-operator because previously, if you're a company driver, the carrier took care of that. Now you are on your own, you are your own business. How are you gonna handle that? And that is something that happens with every mile you drive. Greg, choosing an ELD and managing and paying for IFTA is something that as a company driver or somebody that's new to the owner-operator seat has not had to do in the past. And it's something that they, again, need to have a plan for and make sure that they understand so that as they get into the owner-operator seat, they are aware of what expenses and what regulations they need to be following so that they don't get themselves in trouble. Colton, one of the things as we go through this that we've done here is use me as an example of someone who's going to go out and start my own business and become an owner-operator. And I know that one of the things that you have to do in being a small business is that you have to pick what type of business entity you're going to utilize. Can you talk to us about that a little bit? This is one of the most important decisions that they will make out of the gate that will have long-term implications regarding their tax liability and regarding their overall profitability is setting up a business entity. There is a lot of legal considerations that come into this. There's a lot of tax considerations that come into this. And understanding all of that and being able to make smart, informed decisions before you jump headfirst into this operation is very important to do. Again, it goes back to what we said at the front, having a plan. And setting up a business entity is one of the first decisions that they need to be looking at and one of the first decisions that they need to understand how it's going to impact them long term. So Colton, as you look at it, what specifically are the options that are available or are most popular? The options that are available to them range from being a sole proprietor, doing business essentially as themselves using their own social security number, to setting up an LLC or maybe a partnership if they've got a partner. You can also make tax elections, which we'll talk about momentarily. You could choose to be taxed as an S corporation. You could choose to be taxed as a C corporation or to actually set up a C corporation. There's a lot of different options out there. The most popular choice is the LLC. In setting up an LLC, there are tax considerations that the owner operators need to understand and have as a part of their plan. If it's a partnership, really the importance there is that they have a comfort level with the person and understand that it's much like a marriage, that there's going to be ups and downs, and they've got to know how to talk through those ups and downs with their business partner. And it's not something that is easily dissolved. It can become very complex and expensive to dissolve those partnerships. One of the things that you know particularly is that each of these has a tax implication. Can we talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So the interesting thing about an LLC is that if you are a single member, meaning you are the sole owner of that LLC, or maybe you're married and your spouse is involved in that LLC with you, 
you are taxed in the exact same way as a sole proprietor, meaning that your income and expenses are tracked through a Schedule C. It is reported on your personal tax return, and there's not a lot of tax difference between that single member LLC and a sole proprietor. Where there are some differences is in regards to the legal separation of personal and business assets. And you also have the option with that LLC to make what's called an S-Corp election, which does come with some tax savings and tax benefits, but it also comes with some additional administrative expense. And so there is a cost benefit that needs to be considered and evaluated to determine if that S corporation is in fact a good choice for you. In terms of a partnership, there is a separate tax return that comes with that partnership. It is taxed in a similar way to a LLC or sole proprietor in the sense that it is subject to self-employment tax, whereas an S corporation is not subject to self-employment tax. And I'm getting into the weeds here a little bit, and we will do other podcasts that talk in more detail about these tax implications. As individuals look to set up a small business and become owner-operators, these are considerations that they need to be taking into account before they jump into the driver's seat. Colton, that is for sure. And I know through our series, we're going to get in depth on these key issues. But right now in this podcast, as we look at those general tips to becoming an owner-operator, one of those things, after I've picked my choice of entity, and let's say it's an LLC, I've got to start working on keeping track of my income and expenses, don't I? Because I am running a business, right? Absolutely. Tracking your income and expenses, essentially keeping your books or doing your bookkeeping is a very important and can be a very time-consuming part of this. So after you've made all of these decisions that we've talked about, you've gotten your CDL, you've bought or leased your truck, you've decided if you're going to drive for a motor carrier or get your own authority, you've chosen your ELD, you've set up your business entity, now it's time to start rolling. Now you're generating income and you're generating expenses. How are you going to track and manage all of that? And there are many, many different options out there. But the most important thing is that you choose an option that is going to be suited for your life out on the road. I'm glad you mentioned that, that it has to suit the lifestyle because, as you know, in working in this industry for so many years, that it's not just a job. It's not just that you're out there driving. You're running a business and it's part of a lifestyle and it's got to fit your lifestyle. So you have to have systems in place that are going to allow you to make sure that you're able to make the most out of your day and that you're able to get your rest and that you're not overwhelmed by all of this. So having the ability to do that is part of that plan. And then being realistic about it, correct? I mean, you have to be realistic about what you can do in a day, in a week, and what the market is, right? Yeah, the best and most successful owner-operators are the ones that realize or recognize that it's not just about sitting in the truck, putting miles behind you, driving down the road, finishing up your hours, jumping into the sleeper if that's your case, and waking up the next day and starting over again. The best and most successful owner-operators realize that it's not just about getting behind the wheel and putting miles behind them. They have to work in the business, but they also have to work on the business. And working on the business is doing all these things that we've talked about to this point. It's managing the books. It's making these decisions and figuring out how they're going to source their next load. It is working on the business means 
doing and making all of these decisions that are going to impact your profitability other than just getting in the seat and driving down the road. One of the things that strikes me about this whole deal is that trucking is a very exciting, very rewarding, and can be a very lucrative business, particularly for folks who want to launch into that small business entity. At the same time, it's a lot more complex than it looks. As we've talked about, tons of decisions, lots of research, lots of thought that have to be put into it. It strikes me that this is something that you could do alone, and people have done it alone, and they've been successful at doing it. But in this day and age, with all the things that are out there, Colton, it strikes me that it's much easier and much more secure to do this if you've got a team around you, if you can bounce some ideas off somebody. So can you talk about the aspect of working with people, doing the kind of work that you guys do? Because what you guys do is not just accounting and tax. You do the business advisory. You get alongside of people and you work with them. You don't make the decision for them. You're able to work with them on reasoning through some of these big decisions and some of these considerations. The most successful businesses in this country have leaders at the top that have surrounded themselves with individuals that are smarter than they are at certain aspects of the business. And when it comes to running an owner-operator operation, the owner-operator needs to recognize that they need to surround themselves also with individuals that are smarter than they are at different aspects of the business. There are very few owner-operators that are CPAs. There are very few owner-operators that are lawyers. There are very few owner-operators that have done many of the different aspects of running a business that is required to be successful. They know how to drive a truck. They know how to be safe. They know how to do those things related to the business that got them into the business in the first place. But surrounding themselves with a team, a team that knows how to help them be successful and manage these other responsibilities is what is ultimately going to lead them to success. And that's where Equinox comes in. We can help them do many of these things that we've talked about today, specifically with the decisions regarding setting up a business entity, tracking and managing your expenses, tracking your tax liabilities and filing your tax returns on a timely basis, minimizing the overall tax liability, both as you get into business and down the road as you are running the business. Those are all things that we can help these owner operators with and that play a big role in ultimately deciding whether they're going to be successful or not. That's Colton Lawrence, the Trucker CFO, closing out this special edition of the Trucker CFO podcast. As we mentioned at the top of the podcast, this question and answer segment can also be found inside the Trucker CFO's Guide to Tax Season, the new ebook from Colton and his Trucker CFO team. The Trucker CFO's Guide to Tax Season is a comprehensive ebook that's designed to help save you money on your tax filings this year. You can download your free copy of the Trucker CFO Guide to Tax Season by visiting our website, truckercfo.com. You'll see a display highlighting the tax guide on the homepage. Once again, that web address is truckercfo.com.